Welcome to this episode of Alumni in Excellence. I'm Dr. Paul Williams, the Rebecca Grazier Professor of Law and International Relations at American University. I am joined today by my special guest, Jamal Jafari. Jamal was a student of mine back in 2005. He was also a member of our Lawyering Peace class and was a senior fellow for PILPG in our Sri Lanka program where he advised on the peace negotiation process. Since graduation, Jamal has held a number of exciting uh, career opportunities within the Department of State, and he's here today to share with us some of his wisdom about his wow, his brand, his key to success. Jamal has over 14 years of excelling uh, at the Department of State, first as a counselor officer uh, in Nairobi, Kenya, and we were just reminiscing before the podcast about an outdoor barbecue a few years back uh, at his residence in Nairobi. Uh, he also served as the political officer in Phnom Penh, Cambodia, and in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, one of the coveted posts in the Department of State. He then served as the senior multilateral officer at the Department of State's Bureau of African Affairs, and most recently was the political officer in London. Jamal is currently, I think he's still unpacking his boxes, that's how currently it is. He's currently the political economic section chief at the U.S. Embassy in Uganda, where he's dialing in from his backyard. Jamal, welcome to the program. Thank you, Paul. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, as our repeat listeners know, the idea of this podcast is for a rapid-fire 10-minute conversation to explore the career path of alumni who have achieved excellence. So let's kick it off with the first question. Jamal, what's your wow? What makes you snap, crackle, and pop professionally? So I think, you know, a lot of your wow is what excites you and what gets you to do your best. And for me, that's really to see what foreign policy looks like in the real world in action. Uh, I always say that a foreign service officer is about 75% bureaucrat, about 25% diplomat. And the bureaucrat side can be really interesting. You're writing diplomatic cables, you're trying to understand policy, you're writing uh, uh, talking points for senior leaders when they're going into meetings, and that's very, very rewarding. But the 25% where you get out of your, you know, out of your office, away from your desk, is really interesting. That's where you have the good experiences, and I've had a ton. Uh, you know, I, I've had the chance to walk around 10 Downing Street. Uh, I've had the chance to sit in on the uh, Khmer Rouge Tribunal in Cambodia. A uh, soldier waved a gun in my face uh, during an election observation mission, and I had to talk my way past a military checkpoint in Swahili. Uh, and I also got to work with an amazing team working at the uh, UN General Assembly one year. Uh, and those were all fantastic. But the, the best part is really seeing what that looks like to average people. Uh, you know, you, you're working on a statement or you're trying to get Washington to, to tweet out a statement about an election or human rights abuse. And then to see people really energized by that on the street in whatever your country you're in, that's the exciting stuff. No, and I remember when we were in Sri Lanka together, there was that sense of your wow of, of being engaged in the, uh, in the peace process and actually getting your head around uh, how the peace negotiations were working or, or quite frankly, weren't working uh, at the time. Well, Jamal, by any standard, you've been successful as a career diplomat. What is your secret to success? I think your secret changes over time and it's individual. But for me, what helped at the beginning of my career was finding a reason and demonstrating a reason for people to come to me. 
Um, so first of all, that's knowing what skills you need in whatever environment you're in. For, for me, uh, in the State Department, uh, that was being a very efficient and a very quick writer, uh, a good analyst, and most importantly, someone who really was able to kind of understand the room and understand what, what policy we're putting forward. Um, as time has gone on, once you kind of demonstrate a reason for people to come to you and seek you out, especially if you can really develop expertise in some key issues. Um, as you move on in your career, I found it always helpful um, to look for opportunities to, to kind of stand out, but always reach a little bit beyond what, what you think you should be at, at any point. Um, you know, you're, in order to move forward, you need to challenge yourself. You need to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. Um, maybe that's a big project. Maybe that's taking the lead on something um, that's going to be very high profile, or maybe it's applying for a new assignment or a new job. Uh, if you're thinking to yourself, that might be just a little bit out of my reach, that's the type of thing that you should go for just to demonstrate and push yourself to the next level. Okay, so you're constantly stretching yourself uh, intellectually, professionally, um, and in my case, it's socially. <laughs> that's the most difficult part to, to stretch myself. Um, but let's now think, Jamal, what's your brand? When, when your colleagues describe you, Jamal, what do they, what do they perceive as, as your brand and how has that contributed to your success? So in, in everything that I've done, I try to remember that every issue and everything is personal. Uh, and most importantly, uh, governments and institutions don't make decisions, people make decisions. So if I'm going to get anything done, uh, you know, with, with all the technology that I have, and I spend uh, a strange amount of my day on Twitter, finding out what government ministers are saying and, and, and you know, tracking the news and reading cables, but I have to know the people behind uh, the issues. So, for example, a lot of times, you know, I'll get a, a Demarche request from Washington, which is the State Department reaching out and saying to, to every embassy in the world, we want you to go deliver this specific message to another government to try and get one on our side. And maybe they're trying to get another country to vote with us on a key issue at the U.N., so I've got the points in front of me and I go down to the foreign ministry and, and I meet with my contacts uh, and I can read the points on the paper, but I need to know the background of the person that I'm meeting with. I need to know, you know, if they're a career diplomat, have they spent time in the military? Do they have a relative in another portion of the government that's relevant to the issue that we're talking about? Um, are they pro-US? Are they pro-some other country? Um, you know, where are their kids in school in the US? Um, all of that kind of plays a role. Uh, and then once you kind of develop those relationships, I think that's the key. So whenever I take on a new assignment, for the first few months, a large part of what I do is just take people out to coffee and take people out to lunch and go visit them in their offices uh, and get to know them. And then that really pays off for the personal relationship in the long run. Well, Jamal, my, my young professional colleagues at American University are going to think that was a paid advertisement <laughs> because just yesterday I was talking to them about the, uh, the book, Never Eat Lunch Alone. Uh, and uh, they were slightly traumatized, but it's great to hear it from, uh, from, your, from your mouth as well, that, that networking, um, the having coffee, having lunch, um, most of them will probably remember Twitter <laughs> and that you actually can spend much of your day <laughs> on Twitter. I spend mine on Instagram looking at cat and dog pictures, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to chalk that up now to your professional advice. <laughs> so Jamal, clearly you've, you've, you have achieved excellence in your, in your career and in, in what you do, and you're very thoughtful about it. How do you define excellence? So, I think it's important to, to always remember that excellence is personal. Um, you should never be chasing 
an objective standard. And if you're defining excellence personally with whatever you're doing, you need to find a personal connection, something that makes you excited uh, and that really gets you involved uh, in the issue. Um, and from there, you need to figure out a way where you can contribute to a system or help set a system where you keep moving forward even with setbacks. Uh, and one of the things that, that I've learned very clearly is you know, most of my job and most of my career has been setbacks. I mean, when we're talking about the goals, when I get sent to another country, the goal is to improve the relationship between the United States and that country in a million different ways. Um, allow US businesses to come in, improve the state of democracy and human rights, uh, get them to vote with us at the UN on, on different issues. So um, most of the time when I try and achieve a short-term goal, um, the answer is going to be no. But if I know who my allies are, if I build good relationships within the embassy on my team, good relationships with the other government, I know what levers I can pull in Washington to get some backup. When you, when you get all that together and you have an idea of what excellence ultimately can be, the short-term setbacks don't matter so much because you know you're moving forward in the right direction. Okay. And any additional advice on how to achieve that excellence? So you define it personally, you continue to move forward, you adopt, you adapt and adjust to the setbacks. How else do you achieve that excellence? That's hard. And it's very, very long term. Uh, and the one thing that I've learned over 14 years is that there's, there's definitely peaks and valleys. But, you know, what I found is if you find something, you know, an issue that you're passionate about or a set of issues that you're passionate about, it doesn't have to be one thing. When you're really kind of moving forward, um, you need to know when to pull back a little bit and refresh and try a new tact. I mean, I've had situations where I've, I've really been pushing forward um, on, on a key issue. You know, let's say, for example, there's, I'm in a country where there's a lot of human rights abuse or setbacks in democracy. Uh, and every time we kind of push and try to improve things, the answer is a hard no, and we keep having setbacks. Um, a little bit of that is just personally pulling back, taking a weekend off, not thinking about work watching baseball, like, you know, I like to play with my kids or, you know, watch some bad movies and then come back uh, and try and reset. And then if I keep kind of hitting my head against the wall down one road, I always try and seek advice. And this goes back, back to the personal. But if everything that we're trying is not working, um, I'll take a step back and, and go out and meet some people kind of outside my regular purview. I'll go find um, the professor at the local university. I'll go find some NGO leaders or some youth leaders and kind of kick around some ideas with them. Uh, about whatever issue we're discussing, kind of get their perspective. And that helps me to kind of reframe whatever we're doing and then try a new road. Um, that's if you just kind of keep pushing forward, it's kind of a forward back prospect, give yourself some rest and rethink about the problem. Um, keeping on that same track is going to let you achieve excellence, I believe. Okay, so some time for mindfulness to be thinking about, is this the best approach? How do I bob and weave or, or zig and zag to get there? Great. Exactly, yeah. Well, now let me ask you the, the real question, the real reason people dial in to this alumni and excellence is for this question, which is, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream, Jamal, and what does it tell us about you? So that's a trick question because there's no wrong answer because I've never had a bad flavor of ice cream. <laughs> I had to say, I've had, I've had clotted cream ice cream in the UK, which was surprisingly really good. If I had to choose my favorite, I'm going to say Cherry Garcia. Um, I'm, I'm a big Ben and Jerry's fan. Uh, this is not a paid endorsement. but I, 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 <laughs> Never eat lunch alone is a paid endorsement. So Cherry Garcia, Ben and Jerry's. So what, is, what, do we, what do we now know about you, Jamal, because of that? 
Well, that's a so so I will paraphrase Freud. Sometimes ice cream is just ice cream. I have no idea what that says about me. It says that I like Jerry Garcia. Uh, maybe it says that that I like to be happy. Uh, and, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay, we will leave it at that, Jamal. Well, thank you, Jamal, for, for joining us today. This has been a real pleasure to have you spend the time um, dialing in late in the evening, your time to share with us some of your insights for how to achieve excellence. Uh, I know that our young professionals at American University are constantly thinking about how to achieve excellence uh, and your guidance and your insights from your career path are hugely helpful to them and uh, very much appreciated by me. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you, Paul. Good to see you again.